What's Dylan Cheat Coders fam? Our guest on this episode is the founder and creative director of Terry Creatives, Terry Smith. We talked to her about her journey and how throwing herself into the deep end has given her new skills and has brought about some of the greatest opportunities in her career. Terry also talks about her influences and what motivates her to continue learning and succeeding. Without further ado, here's episode 86 of the Cheat Coders podcast. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of the Cheat Coders Podcast, guys. My name is Raph, and this is episode number 86. 86. And I'm here with my usual suspect, just the one, Don doing stuff. What's doing? We couldn't get Nats Blazing on the phone or on Skype because he's doing his thing in Amsterdam. Oh, damn. Oh, and next week is going to be in Norway. You know why he's going to be in Norway next week? Because he had no way to get into this podcast, this episode. And this is a special episode because we have a special, 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 special guest. <laughs> As usual, we always have special guests, but this one's a really special guest, right? Special. Because we have Terry Smith. She is, the co- she is the founder, the only founder of Terry Creatives. Can you please describe what Terry Creatives is? Yes. To the podcast listeners. All right. What's up, everybody? Um, so Terry Creatives is a uh, platform where we provide uh, Pacific, Indigenous and ethnic talent with um, creative opportunities. That's, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. I really dig yeah. the fact that you're giving opportunities to um, that sort of demographic because of the climate that we are currently in. Yeah. But let's talk about that later. I just mm-hmm. want to get into the crux of... What do you what do you do? You do a lot of things. I follow you I on Instagram. Do, you do I many do. things. You know what? I get that I get asked this question like quite often. Everyone's like, like, what do you do? Like, what's your title? And you know what? Sometimes I don't even bloody know. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? I do everything. I'm a jack of all trades. You're a jill of all I trades. I am. I am a jack of all trades. I literally do anything from makeup to creating content mm. to music to producing, to managing. So what am I? I'm still trying to fucking think, figure that out. Like I'm, I, I really am. I'm trying to figure that, that out. You're one of all sla- uh, slashes. Yeah. You're the slasher of this, slasher of that. Yeah. You're- Look, okay, on my bio, on my website, obviously I need something and I am the creative director and founder of Terry Creatives. Mm. Um, hey. So that's what you can basically get to know me by yeah. <laughs> yeah. videography do photography i do, do i do makeup you styling i do i style I I, I'm last time i saw you doing yes. i'm just well, scouting out i'm just okay. looking at the website here it's got yeah. like services there's makeup hair styling uh, hair and styling fo- photography videography manicure and tanning there's oh, so many things this is <laughs> list. and i so, just do videography <laughs> this podcast and roasting don and that's all i do <laughs> so okay so what it is um I started out as a freelance artist, um, a makeup artist. So I become a mum. I shout you know, outs to your kids. Shout outs to my babies. Um, I become a mum, and I really didn't want to go back into full time work. Mm. You know, I was probably eight and a half months pregnant, and I'd been with Qantas for like seven years, so I was part of the furniture. But I just, I just didn't want to go back to work as you know a full time worker once I had the baby. So. I was like, what can I do like to 
to, you know, be able to just work in my own hours, be a mum, mm. you know, enjoy my baby. Um, and I've always been sort of savvy with like makeup and I've been into promotional modelling and all that, you know, that girly type of stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, usually <laughs> we would have dreams of being like flight attendants and all that. That wasn't me. I was I was more so just, um, you know, I, I just hair music face. That was me when I was growing up. Like I just wanted to listen to music. Yeah. I wanted to create looks on my face, like with my mum's makeup and um, like that was me. And that's what I did. I, I thought, you know what, I've had a passion for that since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. So why not go down that road? Yeah. So I gave birth to my first child and um, cool little boy. He's now 12. So 12 years ago I gave birth and um, I decided to go down the makeup road. So I studied with Napoleon and I did like an espresso course. I don't want to sit in a makeup class for like a year. Like, you know, I learned mm. so much more being on the field than yeah. sitting in a classroom and doing a bunch of theory work, mm. you know. And I found that out now. That's why I've got to where I am today is because I got out there and I literally went into the field and I just, you know, I half the time I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But... I went out there and, you know, the fake it till you make it sort of thing. Yeah. I did that, you know, and yeah. now I'm at a position in my life where I can comfortably sit here and say I freelance for a living, Yeah, you know. And I totally respect that. Yeah. And one of the inspirations awesome. that I had deciding my journey to go into freelance mm -hmm. was the way that you carried yourself on Instagram and you showcased how you were running your life. Yeah. And you're like traveling across the world well, doing yeah. things. And I was like, well, look, I want to do that. That came, okay. Um, f as I said, I started out as a makeup artist and I, I landed a position in a Surrey Hill studio. Mm. And I was their resident makeup artist for quite some time. I think it was like over 16 months. So I literally was the makeup artist the photographer would call if they had work to do, yeah. um, commercials, anywhere from commercials, TVCs, music videos, um, editorials. So I was gaining my contacts just through working at that studio. So, you know, I really didn't have to do anything but just rock up to work and then there'll be connections there in yeah. front of me. So I was like, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to sort of start networking. Um, I knew, I knew I just didn't want to do makeup because – Every time I'd go into that studio, I'd watch the photographer and I'd go, man, I want to be that person. I want to <laughs> I want to be behind that camera. <laughs> I want to see what he's shooting at. I want to call the shots. I want to shoot what I want to yeah. see, you mm. know. So, And that started to become apparent to me. I was like, you know what? My work isn't being portrayed through his work, which his work was amazing. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I wasn't seeing my work through his work. And I thought, well... I'm going to have to start shooting myself. So mm. I literally was just learning. Every day I'd go in, I'd learn, work with amazing connections. And I'm thankful for the connection that, you know, for the studio that I was in at the time because without being there, I don't think I would be where I'm at today because I wouldn't have met half the networks that I mm. work with across the way. Um, anyway, rolling into it. So... About 16 months, I was a makeup artist at that studio and um, throughout, I was just meeting different connections. And one lady, she actually came up to me and she said, oh, do you do presenting? You know, like 
video presenting, right. like TV presenting. I said, oh, no, 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 I don't do that. Like I'm just a makeup artist, you know. <laughs> and she's like, but have you tried it before? I said, no, I, I haven't, you know. She goes, I think you should. You've got a good face. She goes, you should just give it a go. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. She goes, look, there's an artist coming out here in a, well, I think it was like in a month's time. And she said, you know, we don't have anyone that can cover this story, but we think you'd do great. And at the time, like, I'm from New Zealand, so I'm a little Māori girl, you know, always been travelling around the Pacific. And mm-hmm. my music preference is like the island reggae. You know, that's, yep. that's what I listen to. That's what I grew up listening to. So she's like, oh, yeah, I've got this artist. Um, his name's Jay Boog. Um, <laughs> I just looked at her and like at the time, you know, that's that was, yeah, that, yeah, you guys would know that song. So, um so anyway, I said, Jay Book. And she said, yeah, Jay Book. Um, I don't really know much about him, but I know we've got to do a story for African Times. It was an African magazine and they touch on like reggae music and mm. so forth. I was like, okay. So I, I dove in the deep end. Like the, the show was at the Enmore, like not just any little venue. It was at the Enmore. Like the mm. Enmore is like the, one of the most prestigious live you know, venues, venues yeah. there shout is in Sydney. Denmore. Yeah, shout out to the <laughs> Enmore. podcast going to be going there. <laughs> and, live. Um, so literally she's, she gave me the brief. That she had a TV crew already down there. I think it was a group called Unseen TV, if I remember correctly. And um, she said, okay, you've got to go down there. You've got to host like a up to 15 minute interview and I was like shit like I was crapping my pants like yeah. I had never stood behind a microphone or let alone in front of a camera mm-hmm. and presented ever so mm. I did it I went down there I met the crew I met Jay Boog I was fucking starstruck like I yeah. literally started I, by, yeah. I started my whole way through because I listen to this man every single day like wake up play his music car play his music and now I'm standing here talking to him. about to interview this yeah. artist who I absolutely mm. idolize you know so I um I, I started my interview and my mic technique sucked balls like I was like <laughs> I was like literally making him eat the mic like I had I didn't know what to do like I yeah. just thought I've got to hold the mic so I'm like literally <laughs> feeding I'm feeding him the mic it's like literally going up his nose and my questions I had like to tell you the truth I felt it was a big flunk like mm-hmm. you know but then there. when I watch back mm. it wasn't Oh, there you, go. you know, like uh, the, the the TV crew that I was with, they're like, you did really well for your first time. I'm like, man, I thought I sucked. But after watching the interview back, I went into the crowd then, did some sort of, you know, little, um, yeah. what would you call it? Crowd, crowd work. Yeah, crowd, yeah. Yeah. yeah, interaction. So I went into the crowd and I got the crowds, you know, input on the show. Mm-hmm. And then we went backstage, did some Vox Box stuff with like, you know, different artists that mm. were showcasing on a night. And that one gig got me to my probably 15 now, 15 artists under my repertoire now that yeah, I've nice. now covered. Wow. That who have come out to Australia. Yeah. So that one gig with J-Book then led into New Zealand's most prestige band, Catch a Fire. Mm-hmm. So then that was also at the end more. Then from there, it just kept rolling into all these artists that I've been listening to growing up as mm. a little girl, you know, and I'm here interviewing these people. That's so, yeah, so um, that that went on for about three, a good three years where I was just 
constantly hosting interviews, Spawn Breezy. We had so many mm. different artists coming there out. Is, is there like, I just want to ask, is there any holes in your pocket? Because all these names you drop in. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. No, well, um, you know, I even sometimes sit back and look back on my resume. And I'm like, far out. Like mm. I did that, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. But it just was from that one connection mm-hmm. and from being gutsy and saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Like I've never yeah. done it before. I'm going to go do it. Hell yeah. The next minute I'm writing for the magazine. So I'm doing like a call-in for the magazine with these artists. Uh-huh. They've, they're showcasing my videos on their website. They're showcasing my photos of me interviewing these people. Mm. So it went from not being able to interview to having a gig nearly every second or third week. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Like it just kept, it was like a roller coaster effect. It was like up and down, up and down. And then when you're up, you're up, you know, like yeah. there was just yeah. so many things to do. And um, unfortunately the TV company I was working for, they went bankrupt. Mm. Okay. And this is where I sort of, it was the, where I drew the line and thought, okay, what do I do? Like I've got all these artists up my sleeve. I have at least seven gigs down the, down the next few months. They're coming. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Damn. What did I do? <laughs> what did you do? I, I went down to the local uni down in um, uh, at the back of Newtown there. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that would be easy, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it was UTS. Oh, UTS. And I, Shout out. Yeah, I, I literally went and spoke to the media personnel there. I said, look, this is what I'm doing. Do you have any students that are keen to get onto live yeah. venues, like do live shoots, um, you know, with real people, like real mm. people who are doing stuff in the industry? And she literally sent me an email the next week and she had a crew lined up for me every gig. Oh, Crews of, you know, uni students who are willing to come out. I would pay these uni students out of my own pocket, feed them. It wasn't much. I, you know, offer them a hundred bucks for the night. And Was that your feed motherly them. mentality? Yeah, just I kicking think in so. I think so. It's just a whole nurturing thing. I know myself, you know, coming from a freelance background, mm. we get taken advantage of a lot. Mm. You know, people mm. think, oh, because I know you. Yeah, oh, you got to give me a discount. Mates or, rates. Yeah, mates rates. Yeah. Like, Oh, Exposure. mates rates. That's the that's a whole Fair new word. podcast. Like I wouldn't even touch <laughs> on a, a mates rates because geez, I could I could rant on that for like about that for ages. But mm. um oh, I've just lost where I was at. So the uni students, they literally come down for every gig, you know, mm. every gig I had. And then we would create content there where I would let them use it for their portfolio. Yeah. You know, I'd provide it to the artists, I'd provide it to the promoters. And that's how we would get by. That's crazy. You know? And so after a few months of that, I thought, you know, I gotta I gotta name this. I gotta make something, you know. I'm I'm, I'm literally doing all this stuff. You're building as something. As a no like yeah. well, was not a nobody, but I wasn't doing it under a company name. Mm-hmm. And that's when my old company name, Miss Tez, came about. And that's when I was running as Miss Tez and I decided right. to, you know, register the name and do all the whole business side mm, of things. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I had people working under me um, just like yourself, Raph, yeah. you know, like collaborating with other artists, collaborating yeah. with um, videographers, photographers, mm. um, everything. So, yeah, my journey is pretty um, 
It's it's long. Like if yeah. I was to sit here and talk about it, you guys would probably go to sleep because it's, it's quite long. <laughs> no, but this is really exciting yeah, hearing you talk but, about um, it. So from the concerts, I guess um, I started learning more about the videography and photography yeah. side mm-hmm. of things. Um, so I'd get behind the camera and I'll be watching it back with my camera tech and I'll be like, okay, yes, this, this and this. He'll show me what to do. Oh, yep, you, you press this. So I'm learning whilst I'm also working, you know. Yeah. And then um, it comes to the point where it was like three years, I think. I thought, you know what, um, I've had enough. <laughs> like of presenting, you know, I, I, I wanted a fresh face. Mm. I wanted a, a young face. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still quite young myself. But at the time I was like, I need a young, fresh face. So I started to get my sister in on board. You know, she's mm. only, she was what? 19 back at the time mm-hmm. um so i started to get her on to do some shout presenting outs. yeah shout outs to my sister jay um so she started to come and do my events and i would direct i'd literally direct i'd be on one <laughs> camera i'll get another camera second camera guy in on another camera we'll have a roaming photographer going and we will make it our own set yeah. you know instead of getting everyone else so i started to create my own little intimate team that i would call mm. upon when we needed to do gigs like this. So nowadays I don't really do much gigs. Um, I started traveling international. I did a few international festivals. Um, From the camera work, I started, you know, dabbling with drones and now I I fly drones. (laughs) So I've actually traveled the world and I've actually droned all over the world. so uh, my first droning gig, a fly. yeah, hey. uh, flight, flying yeah, off a flight, it. yeah. So off the flight to just take a flight. I, you know, <laughs> that's some fly shit. <laughs> so one of my international gigs at it. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my word in. You just went through your whole story. I'm just like, I remember uh, like before this podcast is like, I'm scared of just that I'm not going to present myself well. I'm going to do my arms and eyes. I'm like, and then I'm like throughout that whole monologue that you just did, I'm like. Yeah, we could tell that you'd done presenting before. <laughs> this is what Raf does as well. He he just oh. likes to make puns on puns. Oh, yeah. puns, yeah. puns yeah. And so it, 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 yeah. it is what it is. Hey, yeah. the the thing is, I guess I um with the whole international side of things, I didn't know how to deal with it at first because mm. I was like, okay, you want me to come to your event and work? Like, what's in it for me? Like, you're gonna cover my flights, acom, and I guess this mm. is something that people would also struggle with as a creative. Like, what do you you know, expect in return, do you go and travel like, you know, flights in ACOM for work or, you know, there's all these sorts of terms and conditions that you would go through with whoever's booking you. Now, because it's, you know, a couple of my first um, international gigs, which I went on, I was happy to go with a cover my accommodation flights, you know, to sort of get my name out there and Mm. become recognised to be an international artist more so than just staying local in Oz. So mm. um, I funded a lot of my my first international trips, you know. I, I, I paid out of my own pocket. I sold things, like I sold clothes that I don't wear anymore. Like mm. I, I went through like my bags, my shoes, like everything. Like I, <laughs> I went down that road to mm. get what myself. Was, what, out of all those things, what was one thing that you like you wish you didn't sell? What was the most then, painful thing to sell? Yeah, back what was then? the most painful okay. thing to sell? Back then, I had this um, we, when iPads first came out, and they were like bricks, like not like this. They mm. were like bricks. They were probably that thick. Mm. So I got it. Mm. I got an iPad from my partner at the time, and 
he had engraved it for me. Oh, um, nice. Right, yeah, it was it was engraved. It, I barely used it. Like it was <laughs> like I had my phone, mm. and I was like, shit. Like I do I sell it? You know, <laughs> because it's got my imprint on it. But um, it sat there. It was dusty for like seven months. I didn't even turn it on. You know, so I decided to sell it. And I guess that's one thing I do regret selling mm. because it was a personal gift to me and um, it's something I always go back and say, oh, if I could have chosen something else, I probably would have because it was a sentimental thing to yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah. I let it go in order to try and advance to my next step in my career. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, that I guess would have to be one of the most sentimental things that I had to sell um, yeah. and I didn't really like selling it. But... Not really a freelancer if you don't sell hey, something. Hey, it got my it got me my it got <laughs> yeah. me my accommodation yeah. and I was like, you know what? I did what I had to do at the time, you yeah. know? Now mm. I have ten iPads. Like yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I have ten iPads, yeah. one in each room. I don't even have to carry it to the next room. But you know, um should have sold your car. Uh, you could have came back with ten cars. But hey, <laughs> but, amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, as I said, it was something that I had to do at the time. And, you know, uh, as a freelancer, even today, I still have my down days, you know, like mm. I sustain a living out of being a freelancer. But, um, yeah, I, I still have my days. You have you have such an amazing story. And it's like just sitting here listening to that is, is really, really exciting. And um, like... I'm I'm trying to process it and extract as much as I can, trying to learn from that from from what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? Um, how 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 did you approach like the learning process? So you talked about um, you know having to learn how to to host, having to learn how to direct, having yeah. to learn how to do photography yeah. and all of this stuff. I really want to dwell into that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, what was your mindset when you got into it? You said that you jumped in the deep end. Yeah. Um, how did you? Um, uh, naturally you would have kind of stumbled a bit and fumbled a bit but then how did you get to a point where now you're the expert in photography now you're the expert in in, in all of these things what was your mindset through all of that look I guess as I said the first gig where I got thrown in a deep end with the presenting like I shat my pants like I really didn't know what I was doing and I guess that there was my motivation to to learn, you know, I was like, well, I'm here now. I can't back out. Mm -hmm. I've got these teams in front of me and I need to now do the job. So I felt for me being out of my comfort zone a lot helped me to thrive and be better at what I wasn't good at doing. You know, like I would purposely after that do things that I wasn't comfortable with. I like that. Yeah, I I would purposely make myself – do things that I knew. Oh fuck! I'm gonna stress. I'm. I'm. I like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fail. Hmm. Like I would go in, kind of with that mentality that oh shit, I'm gonna fail. But then I don't fail, and it just makes me feel like shit. I'm on top of the world. Like I can actually do shit that I didn't think I could do. So I think, for me personally, setting the bar high for myself mm. was a way of conquering stuff that I wasn't used to doing. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel if I had stayed in my comfort zone and said no to that interview and, you know, backed out when I could have, mm. I would not be where I am today. So 
it was all about forcing myself, forcing myself to to do things that I hated, mm. do things that I knew weren't in the norm for me. Mm. And then once I would accomplish it, it would make me hungry for more. I'd be like, shit, I did that. I can go and do this. Yeah. You know, like one example, I got an opportunity to go to China. Okay. Wow. And this was after working with a designer here in Sydney. We did a launch here for his brand and my business. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we got an offer to go over to China to lead the, I got an offer to lead the hair and makeup team for one of the channels over there called GZ TV. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was the Chinese New Year celebration. You know, the big celebrations where they have like the Massive. big red dragons, like everything's yeah, happening. Yeah. Yep. All of that. So it was that production that they were filming out in a place called Guiyang, mm -hmm. right? The little small poor province in China. Not your Beijing, not your Shanghai. Never have I traveled anywhere more than six hours from Sydney. And I said yes to this opportunity. I was a mother of two at the time. My little girl, I think she was only one year old or two years old. My boy was probably three or four. And my partner at the time, he said to me, do it, go. Yeah. You know, and I said, but what I like, I only know this one person from Sydney who has given me the opportunity, who was already in China. So he'd been over he was waiting there for mm. me to come. So here I am in Sydney. I'm thinking, fuck, I've got to travel all the way to China. It's like 11 hours first and then another two and a half hours after that. And like I've never been any further than Bali, you know, six hours away. And I didn't know what I was doing over there. I just knew I was going over there for an opportunity mm. for six weeks. Yep. Six weeks in China. Like I had no experience in speaking Mandarin at all. I, Do you learn I didn't. I learned the basics hey. like the hello thank you all that sort of yeah. stuff but even till now like i wouldn't be able to converse proper mm. properly yeah um six weeks was a long time over there but then six weeks as well i had him as my translator so this is what i'm talking about about yes. pushing yourself yeah, yeah. so my my yeah designer that I traveled with from here, he was my translator. So he would take me everywhere and sort of speak on uh, behalf of me. Nice. So back to throwing myself in the deep end and doing something I was totally uncomfortable with, I said yes. I said yes. I, you know, was had all these thoughts about leaving my children like, you know, two and well, three and one and mm. I thought, what if I go over there and nobody's there to meet me? Like I don't have any contacts. Like it was yeah. just, it was scary. It was daunting, you know. Yeah, I was like, course. what if I get body kidnapped? Like I had all these freaking weird thoughts in my head because I've never been there before and yeah. I didn't know who I was going to meet. All I knew, I was going over there to work with a TV station for six weeks. That's all I knew. So – I did it. My partner at the time pushed me. He said, go, do it. We'll be waiting right here for you. Yeah. So I went, got everything prepared, my visa, everything. Mm. And I, I flew to China all by myself, <laughs> just 11 hours, just hoping that my connect from Sydney would be there on the other end when I got yeah, off the yeah. plane. Like I was like, when I walked out of that customs area, I was like, shit, where are you? Like it was so foreign to me, mm. absolutely foreign. And so I went off hope that, yeah, I just had to trust. I just had to trust that he was going to be there. 
And thank God he was there. <laughs> when I got off that plane, he was waiting for me with yeah. my little sign saying Smith. So, hey, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, At least if he wasn't there, then the food would have been great, you know, like, you know, you're in China. So. But the thing was, if he wasn't there, I had no other connections there. <laughs> yeah, like, you wouldn't what know how to get I to the TV. To be real, after your story and you talking about how you just adapt to things, yeah. if he wasn't there, I reckon you would have made something. Yeah. You would have made Terry creatives <laughs> in China. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind because like from the way that you've been saying that you just get thrown in deep and constantly you yeah. just adapt yeah. like I reckon if you just you know you you just got dropped off into the ocean you just turned into a mermaid yeah? <laughs> you just have this ability to just adapt I think that's, that's why you have a that's lot of that's it uh, Raph if I list. ever fall into the freaking ocean and I don't become a mermaid then you're on buddy no, right, no, right. <laughs> if you do become a mermaid you just come back on the podcast. Tell us about your journey. Yeah. Crazy. Like, so, yeah, cut a long story short. Um, he was waiting for me in China. Yeah. And I, he took me to my place of accommodation, which was a hotel that the, the TV station owned. And it was the most amazing experience of my life. Like I had never, like, I didn't know what to expect. I was mm. scared. Um I was a celebrity over there. I got over there. They they were filming me in a makeup room and everything. I was on the news that night when I got home. Wow, turn on the turn on the the TV in my hotel room, and there I am, hey. talking Mandarin. Were you? <laughs> were you talking Mandarin? I was talking English, but it was talking it was translated into Mandarin. Oh, so yeah, everyone. Like one of those kung fu movies. <laughs> that's exactly, <laughs> hey, that's what it looked like. It looked like I looked like a, a Bruce Lee doing his thing. Yeah. But, um, no, it was so funny. So I, it was a great experience, and I got to experience Chinese New Year there, and I that would have been oh, amazing. It was crazy. Like yeah. it was just amazing. Just fireworks every single yeah. day, and. Um, yeah, I just I had the time of my life. So that mm. there was my little entry into the whole international thing. Yeah, you're like so, you just got addicted. Yep. You got the travel bug, yep. but more so the hustle is travel bug. Just travel bug. as soon as I got back from China, I was like, wow. And then my next steps began. Like I was off to South Africa next. I was off to Macau. I was off to China again. To Hong Kong, to Taiwan. Like it just kept rolling. Yeah, you're dropping countries. And you're just now. Dropping whole <laughs> I just, just pick it up off the ground. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like it, it just it just goes to show you though, like, you know, no matter if you're scared, you know, if you're scared and it's you're crapping thing, right? your pants, it's actually a good yeah. thing. Like it's, it's oh, really like good because, you know, as I said, you're comfortable in your, your element. Mm. You're not going to explore. You're not going to yeah. want to look outside. That mm. those windows, you know, you're not going to want to look further because you're comfortable. So for me to be not comfortable is a good thing. Yeah. So I've adopted that mentality yeah. ever since I started doing freelance. I've mentioned this on the podcast, but if I go into something or a job or I experience something where in my head it tells me that I don't think I'll be able to pull it off. Yeah. That yeah. means I'm in the right direction, yeah. the right place that I need to be. Yeah. Because if I'm in a job, then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll do it simply. Yeah. I don't think I'll evolve. I won't be able to become the mermaid that you become. That's right. So when when that tail goes between the legs, it's a good sign. (laughs) It's a good sign. You're listening to the Cheat Coders podcast. On this episode, we talk to founder and creative director of Terry Creatives, Terry Smith. (laughs) 
what is the what is the hardest thing that you've had to learn out of all of the skills that yeah, you've yeah. accomplished? Yeah. What, yeah. Which which one was your kryptonite? Mm. Okay, um, editing. I'd say the whole edit process was uh-huh. was a big challenge for me. Yeah. Um, I at first I didn't want to edit. I just wanted to shoot <laughs> content and have someone edit it for me. It's not yeah. that easy. I mean, yeah. if you've got a shitload of cash in your you know back pocket, okay, let's do it. But mm. I didn't have a shitload of cash at that time. And I was like, okay, I have to do this myself. Mm. So once I got the teams together to do the um, the shows, I was like, right, so who's going to edit? <laughs> Look at everyone. <laughs> so who's doing it? <laughs> nope, nope, not me. And then we were like, here you go, Terry. I'm like, okay, um, all right, sweet. So I, again, I had to go to my trusty YouTube friend, and I literally YouTube the crap out of editing. Mm. You know, I started off on Final Cut Pro, mm. and then I moved into Premiere Pro, which is what I edit on now. Hey, nice. And I've just literally like learned everything I know about editing mm. from YouTube. Yeah, and obviously off other artists. If there's something that I was unsure of, and I'll get on the phone mm. or whatever, but majority of the stuff I've learned off YouTube. Yeah. Like it's such a useful <laughs> awesome. resource. I learned the like, other day how to um, use a can opener from um, Ikea. Because <laughs> on YouTube? That, yeah, on YouTube. Because see? those can openers are ridiculous. I'm going to go on a little rant right okay, now. Okay, Raph, I need so to see, Ikea, I need to can see openers, this can opener. If, if anyone out there at the Cheat Coders Cartel, which that's what, that's what we call our fans, <laughs> um, anyone out there that experience using a Ikea can opener okay. would relate to my frustration of how much of a pain I need that to is. see this can opener. You know what you should do? I think your next challenge what in is your it? life right now, forget <laughs> videography, forget photography, right. forget China and Sweet. everything. Go to Ikea, get a can opener from Ikea mm-hmm. and try and open a can. Oh, God. I think that'll stump you. I think that'll be your new kryptonite. Nah, I'm a mermaid, remember? I'm capable okay, yeah, of everything. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make that can opener your bitch. <laughs> For sure. But it frustrated me. I went, I went online to, if you look up um, how to use an uh, IKEA can opener, yeah. you, looked at, you look at the comments, the comments are nuts. So I'm just, so I'm just uh, doing a quick Google search here. Which one is it? Is it the Stam? <laughs> the or red is it? one. Look for the, the red. This one? Yeah, the red one. I got oh the red goodness. one. So the Stam can opener. It looks like a Swiss army knife, but no knives. What? I don't understand why it would be difficult to use. It looks like use. a surfboard. It looks like a oh, USB stick. okay. I see. If I, I didn't see. know what it was, I would have plugged it on my computer. <laughs> wow. That's that's the next level can opener, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at that. You I think you should Google yeah. the IKEA can opener. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. IKEA, step your game up. You know? Step your game up and sponsor no, us. And sponsor us. And then I'll, I'll, I'll sing praises yeah. to your can But open. back to it, honestly, like YouTube... <laughs> Uh, like to my fellow creators, like YouTube is one of the best resources, yeah. free resources. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, God, you just learn so you much of it. Everything, anything you, you need, there. like everything. You get entertained. I noticed that with my yeah, my younger cousins, they um, don't Google stuff. They YouTube things. Oh, yeah. So they would they they you know wanted to learn something and they would just go straight to YouTube yeah. and then Google yeah. how to do this. Yeah. Mm. I have to do that. It's, it's it's such a p- useful resource. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Back to your editing. Sorry. What's the what's the <laughs> longest what's the longest session of editing in one day that you went through? Because I know it's a long one. It's a long process Ooh. to edit. Yeah. See, I've got my best mate sitting here. She knows all about my edit process. I'll, <laughs> she's like, she'll ring me and she'll be like, "Have you taken a break? Have you walked around? Get off for a second, because I do. I 
as a creative, once you get into that zone, momentum yeah. and that zone, you don't want to stop. Yeah. And Nothing will stop you no. when the, the software so crashes. I've seen many sunrises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let's just keep I've seen many sunrises yeah. come wow. up and I look out that blind and like oh, again. But yeah. you know what? Afterwards I'm I'm just so happy that you know, my content is looking how I want it, you know, mm. and even till now, I still can perfect on how I do my things, you know, it just depends, depends on the client, depends on what I'm doing as well. I mean, obviously, if it's stuff like a lot of my own content that I like to film to promote, like my agency, my girls, like my talent, um, obviously, I'll spend so much time because I don't have a, a time frame, but um, when you're working for clients, obviously you've got to sort of time manage that and get mm. it out, you know, in a mm. useful time manner. So, but yeah, I've seen many sunsets <laughs> and um, well, yeah, sunsets lots of V, nice. lots of V cans on my um my desk wow. at the end of the night. But Did you see sunrises as well? Sunrises and sunsets. I only see sunrises. It's nothing to discuss. In the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Shout outs. <laughs> Shout outs to sunrises. No. You, you were talking about. Um, <laughs> Back to the editing. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about um, um, like perfecting your, your work and perfecting your art. A lot of creatives out there are perfectionists, yep. intrinsically perfectionists. Yep. Perfectionist. Yep. Um, is that something that you struggle with or how do you tackle that when you're when you're like because for me I know that I get really finicky when it mm. comes to little minor details in a song mm. little minor details in like you know um, a, a photograph or, or anything anything that I'm working Look, with it, it again it depends on on where and what aspect because just last weekend I was working on a contract one of one of the TV stations here in Sydney and I was producing my first doco and we were out in Canberra. Nice. We were out at a place called Lake George, which is like a dried up lake that hasn't filled for like 35 years. So we're doing a lot of stuff for NADOC week. And I was producing my first show and my cameraman was there and I got into that perfectionist mode. mode. Yeah. <laughs> and my talent just wasn't getting it right. And I was like, okay, again, again, you know, but they came to a point where he just wasn't getting it right after the 10th time, you know. And so okay. there's, there becomes a point where you have to sort of say, okay, have we got the right take basically? You mm -hmm. know, can we use something, a substitute? Mm -hmm. Because – ideally you want to just clone yourself oh, trust like me, 10 like times. I just, just – I wanted <laughs> him to keep – I just wasn't feeling it and, mm -hmm. you know, but the thing is the more you make someone do something, you have to sort of be able to draw the line to and say, okay, that's enough because they're just not getting it, you yeah. know. So it, it, as I said, it depends on what aspect. That was an example there where my perfectionist mode kicked, kicked in, in and yeah. I sort of <laughs> had to pull up, you know, I had to pull up and just say, okay, we need to just go with what we got. It was mm. freezing. We all had frostbite on our feet and just. here I am trying to get that take, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it depends on the situation. I mean, you know, if, if it's in editing, yes, um, you know, I try and perfect everything you know i want everything to be perfect yep. but uh, if, if i haven't filmed it right it's not going to be perfect you know mm. so yeah it's you just got to be able to draw the line and it just depends on on what you're working on at the mm. time mm. so yeah yeah nice. so it's mm. kind of hard to, like 
being a producer yeah. and overseeing a whole project with other people's, other creatives mm. is kind of a hard thing. It's a difficult thing because you've got to manage people's skills, their talents, and everyone has a different vision or something. Yeah. And then everyone perceives different things as as in, in their heads than someone else. That's right. And, and everyone has their own style. Yeah. It's just hard to cooperate into that sense that everyone isn't all aligned in your vision. I agree. And, and it's just it just sounds like hell. My <laughs> cameraman too, like on our drive back from the location, he said to me, you know, I guess you did awesome today. It was our first gig together, like just us two. And um like he's filmed for the Vice, like he's he's filmed for a lot of mm. big you know, big productions and he said to me, I asked him, you know, like even now I still like feedback, you know, I still like to know where I've gone wrong or where I can improve. Like always, mm. I'm always asking other creators, like how can I improve my myself, That's you great. know? Yeah. Excuse me. And um, he said to me, he goes, there was a moment there where you just kept telling him, do it again, again, again. And that's where I, that was my pivotal moment where I was like, okay, yeah. I need to back down at times yeah. and just go well, with yeah. it, you let, know? Let them do what they do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And eventually and it'll just turn out to be, you know, yeah. if, you let, if, you let the, if you let the music play, yeah, it'll just all align up. That's right. Instead of just stopping and be like, no, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like this. I don't like that. Then and and it, was, it took him to tell me what I was doing wrong. Mm. And it was me. I sat back and I reflected and I looked back at what I was doing. I was like, you're right. Mm. Like every time he was actually getting a bit more agitated and it was becoming worse and worse. So I was like, okay, stop. Like, you know, so yeah, there's moments where sometimes you just have to bite the bullet, you know, and, yeah. and, and just go, go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you get frostbite on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At yeah. least we know there's a, you know, there's a breaking point somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be um, funny if you're yelling at, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get this thing going. <laughs> no, but trust me. I mean, my journey has been, you know, it's been interesting. And, you know, there's been a lot of, um, I guess, heaps of trials and tri- tribulations that mm. I've been through. Yeah. Um, I tried, you know, the, the management side of things, which is now what I'm doing, as you'll see on my website. Yeah. Um, so I've only got like a 42 book of girls and boys who I've been managing now for two years. Mm-hmm. And it's only 42 pages. Uh, no, no, 42, like, faces. Um, only 42 yeah, faces? Yeah, only, only, only 42, 42 faces. <laughs> um, no, my number would like, I'd like to be in the hundreds. Mm. But um, as I said, uh, it's just I need to be able to, you know, get the work from my models and my talent mm. without having them sit on my books for years without having no work, no you work, know. Yeah. So I'd rather keep my number intimate to be able to try and maximise the opportunity yeah. for them. Um Hence why I've kept my numbers very low and yeah. uh, classified as like more boutique, more so than mainstream mm. agency. Um, and or, as you see, all of my models are, are brown, you know, they're all ethnic, indigenous and Pacific. And that's mm. the platform that I decided to launch two years ago. Um, we had a great launch. We launched it with like a, a big promo spiel. And Fresh yeah. TV came out from New Zealand, did a segment on us and it was great. We had a really big um, turnout and a lot of interest with the agency. Mm. Um, so, you know, at, still now it's not my main source of income. Yeah. Um, obviously, I still have to bring home the bacon and, and make that bread and butter mm. by doing the physical work. 
But um, it has been a journey and it's definitely something that I want to try and maintain over the next couple of years and hopefully get my numbers up to that 100 that I'm aiming yeah, for. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so as you can see, our, our females and males, are, they're just lovely. They're stunning, yeah. you know, and we don't have a platform like this. Mm. We don't have a platform that caters to mainly the ethnic Pacific and mm. Indigenous people. Like we don't. So did you say you had 42? 42, yeah. Well, in this 42. Chico's podcast, we could make it 43. Okay. Because we've got oh. Don, we've got Don <laughs> <laughs> He's from uh, Filipino. Oh, Filipino man. Descent. He's got that ethnic, you know. He's got, <laughs> oh, right. He's got the biceps. He's got two of them. All oh, right. He's got triceps. He's got quads. There you He's go. The whole lot. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Rav likes Rav, Rav likes to do this, put me on the spot, and try to he tries to make me feel as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, what are you, um, hey, a it's a good thing. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. That is that's true. That's true. It's hey, a good thing. I'll hey, switch that. That's good. I'm trying yeah. to you know put you to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> don't doing stuff to don't doing everything. So if there yeah if 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 you are an aspiring model, male or female, you can sign up. Um, uh, you, maybe you can like reach out to Terry and yeah. you know, sign up and audition. It's just, yeah, you can. It's just head to terrycreatives.com. Yeah, for um, sure. Very easy website to remember, and um, everything's I'll send through there. Over, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll be waiting. <laughs> I'll be waiting for that portfolio <laughs> shot. <laughs> Don't worry. All you have to do is get follow him on Instagram, and then his stories pop up. Uh, and boom, boom shakalaka. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh man. <laughs> Yes, yes, we all know. Yes, <laughs> I take shirtless selfies. Thanks, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> let's go back to Terry. Um, you were talking about um, collaborating with people before, yeah. Um, and I, I feel I, I get the impression that you largely control lots of like the projects that you do yep. now. But when it comes to collaborating with people, um, sometimes people have different visions for the project. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that sort of thing when you're working with people who have, say, a conflicting vision or, or like a, a differing vision to to yours for a particular project? Hmm. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like a lot of the collaborations that I've worked on, we generally have the same vision. Yeah. It's weird because we, you know, we get together, we create a mood board. We'll all put on our input, you know, that's the, that's the, where we deliberate and we'll be like, okay, we want this, I want this, he wants that, she wants that. And we try and sort of incorporate it into the one project. And so everybody's getting a little bit of their creativity into the project. So I actually haven't been faced, you know, with something like that before Mm -hmm. where I haven't got along with anybody I'm working with or not seen eye to eye, um, so, yeah, that's a bit of a hard one. I guess the only time would be, um, okay, when I'm contracting to companies, yep. that would be an issue because I have to forget that I'm Terry mm. and I'm working under a company, you know. Mm. So sometimes I would, um, you know, try and put in my input and I'll just be shut down, boom, straight away. You're working for us. Yeah, this exactly. is what's going on. Mm. So... You know, it's like, okay, yes, sir, no, sir, how high, sir? (laughs) You're paying me good money. That's cool. I'm doing my job. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Mm. But um, that would probably be the only time where I would like want to like, you know, sort of burst down and say, oh, but we should do this. Like, you know, it could be on a live set, you know, filming Mm. for television, so to speak. 
and I can see something ain't working or I can see like, no, nah, that don't look right or that doesn't sound right. But like, you know, you, I, I'm not in a position to right. – to bust out and say, hey, this is how it should be, you yeah. know. So I, I'm challenged with that a lot because I contract to companies. So yeah. I do a lot of mm. external work as a freelancer um, for different companies. But i got to remember I'm not working for Terry Creatives there. I'm working for a certain company. company. So that is a challenge for me because I have overseen projects where I'm like, man, I know I could do better than that or <laughs> I, I know I could implement and make a change or, you know, like we could change this little bit and it would make it a whole lot better. Yeah. But, you know, I have to bite my tongue because, you know, in the end they're the ones paying me and I'm working under them. So I need to sometimes just bite the bullet and just Deliver do what you got to do. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's a skill in itself trying to uh, it create is. someone else's vision. Yeah. And then ending up creating that vision to the T that yeah. they want and they're fully impressed by it. Yeah. I think that's a skill in itself. Oh, it, it takes a lot. Like I'm still learning. Mm. I'm still mm. learning that skill. Mm. So have you learned? Because if oh, you have, please teach me. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm, oh, just, good. I'm the type of person to just, just adapt. I'm trying, I'm trying to be the next Terry Smith. You oh, know? <laughs> so, you wow. know, Mr. Rez or something, you know. Raph the mermaid. Raph the mermaid. Yeah, Murraf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the freelancing business, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, yeah. you know. Um, financially, it's... Um, it has its ups and its downs. Um, even now, like I'm in my seventh year of full-blown freelancing. Hey, and Round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so seven years, um, obviously the first couple of years were hard. Like, mm. man, so hard that I, I wanted to give up so many times. It's yeah. like just wanted a, a, an employer, you know, just, just to hire me back because I – I just didn't want to deal with the whole, you know, if I don't take it, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Yeah. You know, if I'm sick, I don't get paid. So that's, there is a, is a, you know, a bit of a struggle in itself, um, especially with a freelancing career. And I'm a solo mother of two. So I really have to time manage everything I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to make sure the kids' schedules fit into what I'm doing. Um, thank God I have a really good support network. So my parents, they're just my number one support network. They're there for me when I need to travel because I travel at least four to six months wow. at, during the year. Yeah. So they're just like my number one. They're always there for me. And I think it's important, like if you decide to go down that freelance, you know, journey, I think a good support system, if you are in my position, like a mother or, you know, you have dependence, like you need to have that around you in order to sustain a living yeah. of freelancing. Because mm. if I weren't about, I would not be where I am at today. Yeah. Like no yeah. way. I'd be back into full-time employment wow. for sure. Yeah. 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 They, they, they play a big part in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. And like I'm, I kind of know your story mm -hmm. and – the way that I know it is through your Instagram because your social presence <laughs> is nuts. As in like, Aww. you like, your story's going for days. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those people. I look, I look up, I'm like, looking up the dashes, it turns into dots. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I'll go through a couple. You know <laughs> what? I am guilty. I'm freaking guilty. I, I do. I document. And that's the creative coming out of me. Like, I literally, like... 
I tell a story every day, whether I'm on an amazing production, something really exciting, to something really fucking boring at home. Like, you know, I'll make (laughs) something of it. From the span where I just met you today to us setting up, I think you've made about 15 stories. Oh, because I've seen you just there you go. <laughs> taking pictures of the <laughs> <Yep>. walls. Uh, <laughs> went downstairs, you went down there, you saw the hallway, you're taking pictures there. Yep. Like before I said hello to you, you were doing a story. I was already storing <laughs> you before I saw you. I was already no, on it. I'm on it. Like, um, yeah. has creative that, through and yeah. through, just creating through, content. Creating content like every single second of the day. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's an effort. Like I must admit, there's times where I'm like, "Fuck, I just gonna I'm gonna have a break from Instagram." And as soon as I have a break, my inbox blows up. Are you okay? What's wrong? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you sick? Have you gone there's away? Only, there's only two slides in the story. <laughs> and I'm like, on? no, I'm just decided to just not story today. You know, because um, it is. It's become a part of my life. Mm. Like um, it's become part of who I am and what I do, you yeah. know, um, I get ample messages mm. and a lot from females, like a lot from females asking, you know, inspiring, asking me to inspire them. Like, oh, how do you do it? Like you're a mother, you're, you work your own business. Like, yeah. you know, um, how do you sustain and what do you do for this? Like I get so many questions that I am actually thinking of starting like a, a program mm. you know to actually interact <laughs> with these women yeah. you know I, I seriously am because awesome. it's it's something that I get asked all the time yeah. you know like just any general questions like how do you like the way I put my concealer or to the way I tie my hair or yeah. the just little things you know that that are really yeah. like moving other people yeah. other women other dads even, mm. solo dads would write to me and say, how do you do it as a solo mom? I'm a solo dad. You know, like so many people actually are watching, you know, like yeah. a, from the person, a 24-hour break. I'm only on, I think I'm on like 8.9K following at the moment mm. and that's not a big following. Like that's still quite rather small compared to mm. all that's, the – That's still a lot of people. Yeah, though. but still it's, I haven't hit the 10K yet, you know, which which <laughs> I, I'm hoping Chico's will help me hit the 10K. No, hey, just so joking. Um, Chico's cartel? Yes. Just go to our Instagram. Yes, what's your Instagram? please. Let's help get me to the 10K mark so, so I can start really utilising it. Let them know what the Instagram is. It's Terry. Terry oh, well, it's, my personal is Terry Smith underscore one. That's that's my that's where I do a lot of my my um, personal stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anything to do with Terry Creatives is obviously via Terry Creatives. Um, got two and accounts. That's the manager. Yes. I know you got two accounts, page, but then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't so, think you're. I don't think. I don't think you're one person. No, it's you know what I don't know. It's it's become a part of me now where I you know I, I actually. I enjoy. I enjoy I sharing it. my like, my. Do you have this special app to just that automatically posts, or do you have to go through the oh, no. caption and no, stuff? No, I spend that time and I do it myself. Crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> do you have Do you have someone that, that helps manage your social media, or not is it yet, just you? Not yet. I have asked my best friend. No, um, she's here in the studio and right she hasn't now. Said yes. Um, no, she has. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I've asked her to manage like a lot of the re- requests that come through the portal because. That it's huge. Like I have a, a request, you know, inbox where I haven't even opened yet. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I just, I just have to, I don't have time. Like once I do my stories, I'm mm. on to family or I'm on to work. So 
um, the stories have become a big part of, of my life. Like, yeah. and a lot of people wait on it. They're like, oh, waiting to see what you're doing, you know. So yeah, it's. You, you've, you've mastered the, the, the vlogger of Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I've still got a. Like, everyone's like invested in your story. I think I've still got a long way to go. Um, yeah. You know, but again, that just goes with. Um, the commitment, you know, mm. it's like everything. You've got to be committed. I want to get to that 10K, so I'm going to commit myself to yeah, to put it out there and try and get there, you know. Mm. Um, you know how Instagram works. Once you mm. hit that 10K, you can start advertising of your page. Like it, it, yeah, it, it, it becomes a whole new world. Yeah, it becomes yeah. a whole new world, you know. So that's my aim is to get to that 10K. And right, so I can actually utilize and, and work on we'll it. We'll get to 20K. So. I like, your, go there. I like your form, Raph. <laughs> to the 20K. And then you get to like, you're going to get to 100 models. Yeah. Uh, like and saying that, look, social media, I it's so powerful. You know, yeah. I I really only use Instagram. Like that's my, that's my main social media outlet at the mm-hmm. moment. I have a Facebook, but I find Facebook now is, is more for the older crowd. I, I don't know if you agree, but I find Facebook is more for like, like my mum and dad and aunties, uncles. Like you're not wrong. Like when I post something on Insta, on Facebook, I get yeah. the likes from my aunties Same. and stuff. I, me too. I'll, I post something to Facebook and I'll get the old auntie Hirawata saying, "Oh, hey girl, oh you're looking, oh chirp babe, looking so good." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like all my NZ family, you know, like. And that's my that's my interaction on Facebook mm. is mm. all of my my NZ family mm. and you know the o- the older people. Um, but the whereas, cool kids are at Instagram. Whereas right? Instagram <laughs> is for the cool kids. The cool, <laughs> the cool kids. <laughs> um, the cool corner. No, it's just um, I find it it's more user friendly. Mm. Um, I can get my message out quickly and um, you direct. People, you know, yeah. plus it's very visual. And uh, yeah, it's very visual. Super and visual. also, you can view your stats in an instant. You know, mm, you yeah. can view who's watching, how many how many people mm. have viewed your stuff, you know. And for me to post a story in, in a 24-hour bra- bracket, like I'm now only reaching maybe 2.7K to 3,000 views in mm. a 24-hour period, yeah. which is, you know, that's still pretty low. It's relatively low compared to all these 100, 1.2K, mm. whatever. But to me, that's... Like that's a massive reach for my own personal self. Yeah. Like you know, mm. three thousand people. That's that's like three schools. You yeah. know, like it's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's quite it's yeah. quite a it's quite a good thing to for me. Affect someone's life that way. Yeah. And our role is kind of like when we've all been saying, if you affect one person in your content, you've done your job. Mm, mm. So so I I use it, you know, to to further myself as mm. well. You know, with work because a lot of my clients have actually come through Instagram. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy. That's like awesome. they've actually come through Instagram, so yeah. it does work. It does yeah. work, but um, I still can work on my Instagram. Like I'm still working on it. Mm. So, yeah. But in another sense, it can be very um, nasty as well. I oh, mean, don't worry. Haters are hating. Yeah, you know, they're gonna hate no matter Definitely. what. Definitely. Like, like you know, like this is. There's been a lot of like downfalls too to social media, especially yeah. in my territory. I mean. Mm. Um, territory yeah my territory (laughs) (laughs) there we go (laughs) um because yeah it is it's because you're so it's an open book you know Mm, people are so they're susceptible to everything you are doing yeah you know so it's it's 
it's, it's kind part, of it's the way it is. Yeah. Though. That's the way yeah, it is. That, that it is, is that is definitely the comes part and parcel with social media, comes yeah. part and parcel with, with the internet. Like people are free to send out the message and at the same time they'll receive back yeah. positive or negative yeah. feedback. Yeah. Um how do you like uh, you'd probably get hate as well as like praise. Yeah, I do. But how do you deal with that negative the negative feedback, the negative comments? Um look, I my account's not on private. Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't put it on private for the reason that if other businesses and companies want to check out what I'm doing, it's easy for them to come through and view yeah. um, everything easily. But um, if I do come across any negativity on my page, like I just delete it, eh? like I just quick to delete and block. That's me. Like anyone who wants to come across my pages and be negative and not share the positive amazing vibes that i want to share mm. it's cut and block like sorry it's just cutthroat yeah that's the yeah, way you gotta awesome. do it they're obviously not benefiting my life in any way yeah. or my page or my content so why would i give them the time of day you know i'm sorry it's just and how it is if you do give them the time of day you're benefiting benefiting their lives exactly i i just don't i don't tolerate it i don't mm. i've been a cust- i've i've actually been a victim of social media bullying mm. like back a couple of years ago so after that phase i just was like no that's it like Mm. you know you want to come and put bullshit on my page i'll just cut you right out cut through it that's it done that's it yeah i like that i like that yeah Yeah. that's how it's got to be yeah yeah that's it just snap them out snap it because i know i know for me when i started doing youtube videos i was very like very very concerned and very worried about what people thought yeah and i used to play guitar and sing in front of, in front of the camera um i would always count myself in before i was I would. hoping you were going to play for me too. <laughs> I, I, we, we, I can later yes please <laughs> and then you can get him on the, yeah. the terry creative yeah. uh, hey, hey. Like, sure. oh my God. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay um the um, so what I used to do was I used to count in like it'd be like one two three four yeah. before I would you know start playing yeah and I got one comment I remember I was so like my I was so fragile back then got one comment and they said why are you counting that's you know you only do that if you're in a band you're, you're it's, it's stupid for you to do this yeah. and I was like oh my gosh this is horrible and I started del- I deleted that video yeah but um oh, because crazy. of yeah one it's, comment? it was crazy here's one comment wow. I I was so. Um, it only took me like it took me years later to to kind of realize that uh, it's like people yeah. are gonna people are gonna hate you regardless or people are gonna love you regardless of, of yeah of things. Look, it's always gonna be that way. I guess if I hadn't been through that whole social media bullying phase, mm. I might not be as cutthroat as I am now. Mm. But um, going through that actually made me realize, you know, like I just need to cut the people who aren't benefiting me like and that goes insane back to like mates rates and stuff like that with our job you know like people I've had people who if I didn't drop my rate they wouldn't use me to do their services so you know what I I I had to learn and I I think it's crazy but after watching Beyonce's um uh docker yeah after watching watching her doco, um, what was it? Um, the most recent one? No, it was a, the the one that came out a couple of years ago. Mm. Something about I can't remember the name of it. God, I'm so good. But anyway, um, 
she actually taught me one thing off there. And because she's a creative herself, she does a lot of the creative production behind her shows and she needed to learn the protocol of being kind, the difference between being kind and being nice, right? Mm. So, sorry, being kind and being fair. Being kind and being fair. Okay. Okay. Those, are the, those were the two things that I really needed to learn. I needed to learn, okay, when to be kind and when to be fair to myself mm. because – in my early days of freelancing, I would. I would freely offer my services just because, you know, we have this whole mentality, oh, if I do this much jobs, like it's going to get me here, you know. Yeah. But you can only do so many free jobs mm. in our, to yeah. sustain a living, can, you know. So I needed to learn that protocol between being kind and being fair. And once I learned that, yeah. my life became so much easier. I mean, yes, I become, you know, a bitch in some people's eyes mm. because I wouldn't, you know, like amend my prices for them or like, you know, you you have to, I've got two kids to feed, yeah. you know. I have a house to put over their head. I have clothes I need to put on their backs. Yep. Like, you know, there's, the, my freelance career is is my bread and butter, you know, and, and if you can't understand that, if you can't accept that that's what I do for a living, then I'm sorry, I'm, I can't work with you, yeah. you know, and I'm not doing freebies. Yeah. Like you have to learn to drill the line when to stop doing freebies. Like, mm. yeah, it's yeah. a whole nother topic because there is like so many artists out there I know, whether you're a makeup artist, whether you're a hair artist, a videographer, photographer, still getting asked to do free shit. Mm. Like, you know, yes, there's times where you will say yes. I mean, if it's someone like the likes of, you know, a big company, say, mm. like, oh no, who can we? Uh, anyway, shout outs uh, to those Laura's big. Media. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if it's going to be so beneficial for you to be able to put that name on your repertoire, okay, maybe. It's worth you know? something. Yeah. That's right. But just the general little gigs for your, you know, for people who you may know or they think you they know you. Yeah. No, like, no, I still have to feed my babies and their lunchboxes has to be full, you know, yeah. for school. So, yeah, no. I respect that. Stick to your guns. Like yeah. you've been sticking to your guns in terms of this mindset as yeah. well as your company as well. Mm. Like you, you, you could have ad adapted your your morals and, and everything and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. You could have like swayed it into something else because everyone, you could get more business that way. Yeah. But you stuck to your guns. Yeah. And you continue to aim for the skies. Yeah. With your motivation still oh, intact. Oh man, like I could, you know, I could fill you guys in on a lot of stuff like trials and tribulations especially yeah. that I've been through. Mm -hmm. Like it, it hasn't been easy getting to where I am today. Like, you know, it's never is with people trying to sustain a living as a freelancer. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like the inside of me, um, just to cut a long story short. So I was in a relationship for 13 years. He's the, the father to my children. Um, you know, we're a powerhouse couple. You know, we're great. We did so well. Um, you know, he, he, he played up, he got into trouble with the law about four years ago and now he's away, you know, like mm. I've, I've, I'm rowing this boat by myself. I'm mm. rowing, rowing this boat solo. And to me, like that was a big change for me, having yeah. two incomes cutting down to one freelance income. Yeah. Mm. 
fuck, it's hard. Like it's really yeah. hard. And, you know, like I had two options. I could have sat there and cried like a little bitch and oh, pity. Can I just have pity? Everyone pity mm. me. But no, I, I decided to, I was going to pick myself up, do what was right for me mm. and support my children, you know, like and this is, was my turning point. I was like, I'm not going to sit there and cry wolf mm. for someone else's mistakes because mm. it's not my doings. It was his doings. But now I'm left to pick up the pieces. I can either sit there like a mess, get mm. all depressed and stressed and down, or I can pick myself up and just try and be stronger and bigger. Yeah. And that's what I did. And, and that's succeeding. what I'm showing my children mm. now is that no matter what circumstances you know you may go through in life whether it's losing a partner or you know any sort of um, bad mishap you have the ability to pick yourself up it's a choice it's a choice you 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 always have that choice to be able to better yourself you have that choice whether or not you're going to sit there like a mess or pick yourself up you know Mm, that's your choice Mm. so Back then, my pivotal moment, that was my choice. I chose to get back up and do what I needed to do to to sail my boat for me and my two, you know. And I've been a solo mum since. I am on one income. Um, I don't get any support from the children's father. Um, And it's, it's, you know, a a career that I've chosen to keep living because Mm. I enjoy it. It keeps me happy. I get the versatility to have the time to be with my children as well as do the things I love, mm. you know. Um, and through that, through that, that those trials and tribulations, you know, having my partner go away from me after 13 years and, and trying to adapt to being by myself, yeah. this is where the bullying came in, you right. know. And, and this is what I, I just really want to touch on is because, you know, People are so quick to judge you off of things that you haven't done, you mm. know, like his mistakes were his mistakes, but people looked at me like I had done it, you know, and I won't touch on what happened, but, you know, let me just say like people who I work with in the industry and in particular, you know, a very well-known DJ and his wife, they sabotaged me during this time, you know, and it was a big outroar because we worked with so many of the same people Mm. and you know we we our connections were connected you know Mm. so um just she basically used facebook as a platform to bully me Mm. to share my story with everybody we had been working with to try and bring me down okay she knew nothing of me i've met this woman twice in my life and worked with her partner several times on different gigs. But she felt the need that she needed to go ahead and try and bring me down mm-hmm. because I was floating, I was flying, basically. And that's the thing in our career, when people see you flying, when people see you doing well, that's when you see the hate coming. Yeah. And that's when people try and come in and bring you down as quickly as you went up, yeah. you know. Yeah. So... I've been down there, I've been sabotaged on Facebook, I've been bullied and I have, I've risen above that, you know. I, I've, I've since seen these people, these particular people and I had to work with them on many occasions, mm-hmm. you know. And she knows what she did. She looks at me and she sees me thriving 
And she just, she can't say anything to me because she doesn't know me, but she sees that my work that I do is of substance and she hates it, you know. And to me, I just, I, I do what I need to do and I just show them, you know, I'm better than that. You know, I, I don't need to, to turn to social media and use it in a negative way. I'll pump out all the positivity through my through my social media platforms. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I do. Like I, I rise above that and I, you know, I'm over it now. It hurt me and my family at the time. It was a big thing, a really, really big thing. This thread turned into nearly 600 reads and probably about 1,200 shares which was really, really, you know, it was a big impact on yeah, me wow. and my babies. And till this day, I, I, I pray. I pray for her. I pray that she can find her creative just like me mm-hmm. <laughs> and thrive, you know. I, I really do because yeah. um, it, throughout, you know, being a creative and throughout success, that's when people come in and they try and bring you down. Yeah. But, again, if you can overcome it, you're like, you're laughing, you know. At the moment now, I feel great. I feel yeah. great. I feel good that I overcome it. I feel good that I didn't bite back. And, you know, for those sad people, I just I just pray that they get to know me better, you know, before they start spreading shit over social media and using it in a negative way. You're listening to the Cheat Coders Podcast. On this episode, we talk to founder and creative director of Terry Creatives, Terry Smith. You, you are such, from hearing your story and, and just like speaking to you right now, I can tell you're such a strong woman and I've really, really inspiring. Strong. I've, I've become <clears throat> strong. It's, it's, it's made me a stronger person yeah. through everything that I've been through. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just so amazed by like your story and, and like, I'm, I feel so, I guess, privileged to, to sit here and talk to you about this. Um, yeah, you you are a strong woman, and you have talked about being being inspiring to other people. You yeah. just by talking right now, I'm feeling really inspired Thank by you. you. <laughs> um, but who are you? Who have been your influences? And you were talking about Beyonce before. Yeah. Who yeah. are your influences? Who are your inspirations in life? And when it comes to your journey, oh, my inspirations in life, I meet them every day. You know, I I really don't have one particular person. Okay, I lie. Because um, I was just saying to Raf before I came in here, Childish Gambino is one of my favorite creatives. Mm-hmm. He's a producer. He's you know he's this is a musician. He's, he's everything. Simba. Yeah, he's just Simba. He's, he's a philanthropist Simba. as well. Like he's just he's he he actually is one of my you know huge inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like like famous people, no. I, I really don't have, like, I, I meet them, you know, just the last, say, three weeks I've been working on a production and the camera guy I'm working with, he's become my inspiration. Mm. You know, I meet people who inspire me every single day. It's it's not as if I just look up to one person. Yep. Um, you know, obviously you go to the norm, like my parents inspire me, you know. <laughs> I guess um, my main inspiration and goal for me being successful in what I do obviously is my babies my children my 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 little girl my little boy because without them they're my purpose you know I get up every day they're my purpose to go out there and create that content they're my purpose to go and travel the world Mm. they're my purpose to fill my bank account 
they are my purpose, mm. you know. So I guess inspirational-wise, I meet them every day, yeah. you know. You've inspired me today with your music. You've inspired me with running this podcast. Like mm, yeah. everybody, you know, inspires me in some sort of way. So I like that. Yeah. So my motivation, no, my children, definitely my children. Um, and raising them by myself, it's a hard job. But yeah. you know, I want them to. Su- I want to show them that that I can do it for them. Yeah. 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 They're super lucky to have you. Thank you. That's that's crazy. Yeah, they are. And I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they are. <laughs> you know, like the story that you just said, like I was just speechless. I was like, okay, <laughs> you're going in. Yeah. And going the fact in. that you have overcome such an obstacle in your life. Yeah. And I can understand your mentality. Like if you go, if you've gone through that much, yeah, that the bad mentality of that I can do anything the way that I want to do it, though, and I could achieve all these goals, yeah, it's it's pretty much that's just superpower. Yeah, nothing can touch it right now. Like that's crazy. It's you may call it a superpower, but I'm just comic. Yeah, I, I just like comic book movies. No, so like it's but <laughs> I'm serious. Like it, it does. It becomes that way. Like you know, you, you it just become you become. What's the word? You you become in indestructible. indestructible. You yeah. do invincible in your own way. You do yeah. become that because you know projects will come that you just won't say no to anymore because you're not scared. Mm. You know, like there's times where I'll read the brief of something that's come through and I'm like, oh hell no, like no way can I do that. You know, yeah. but again, that goes back to the whole just throw yourself in there and do it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're either going to fail or you're either going to succeed, you know. Mm. There's no in-between. You either do it well or you don't do it at all. Like, yeah. you know, so that's my mentality. I go in there with that mentality. You're either going to fail or you're going to succeed. Mm. I, I'm not happy with the middle. Mm. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there is no middle for me, eh? Yeah. Like yeah. it's either all in or no go at all. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to go. Mm. The, there's there's so much there's so much um, like little tidbits of of lessons to be learned from this particular podcast. I feel like a student right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, just, I just feel like a sponge just yeah, absorbing all of this stuff. But I feel bad cracking jokes now. No. <laughs> Please, <laughs> no. Crack the jokes, honestly, for real. Like, you but know. What, what is, I guess, um, if you were to sum up uh, some advice that you would give to somebody. Not like you haven't given it. I mean, <laughs> you've, given, you've given so much. You've given so much. But like, yeah, like what, what advice would you give to somebody who is wanting to start their own business, wanting to start a project, wanting to um, just, I guess, get out there and, and, and do something creative? What advice would you give to somebody like sure. that? Sure. Um, I would say you need to commit first, okay? You need to have a decision. You need to have a plan Okay, put out your goals and then your first step would be committing yourself. Okay, for me, every time I accept something, I need to physically commit myself. Mm -hmm. And my second step is to put my mindset into the right frame. So committing and having the right mindset to something that you want to do, like it's it's a must, you know, you need to physically and mentally prepare yourself to be able to take a journey you know you can't just wake up one day and just oh yep I'm gonna do this and go and do it like Mm. where do you start what do you do like you need to 
literally prepare yourself. You know, I'm a very strong believer of that, um, that um, what's it? Uh, the law of attraction. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever mm. touched on that, but the law of attraction to me plays a big part. Like, you know, I would think a lot about doing things and my best friend will be able to vouch for this. Like I would say, I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, I'm going to do this. And a few months down the track, I'm doing it, you mm. know. So mentally preparing yourself and putting yourself in the right mindset to being able to achieve your goals, I think that's number one step. Yeah. So have a plan. What do you want to do? Find out what you're good at, you know. Look at your strengths. Sometimes we don't even know our strengths, you know. I didn't know I could work a camera. I didn't know I could fly a drone. I didn't know I could get behind a mic and present. I didn't know I could edit. Like, you know, these are all things that I didn't know but I brought out of myself. So... My main um, advice to, you know, everyone listening out there who will want to start a career as being a creative is to find firstly what you're good at, set your goal and then prepare your mindset and then anything is possible. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I have nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) I do do have something to say. Law of attractions. Let's play a game. Play a game. Come on. Let's just do it. All right. Each have a thing that we want to achieve in the future, a goal, and then just say it out in the world and speak it into fruition. Because I know we have goals. Okay. And I know you have some stuff that you haven't achieved. That I you want to be achieve. a mermaid when I jump oh. into the water. <laughs> yeah, here go. I want to be that mermaid. <laughs> All right, Ariel. There <laughs> you go. All right, cool. All, All right. Cool. All right. You go first. Um, wow. Um, what I percent g- of fat do you want to be in? Like one percent. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, um, I don't know why I get so awkward when people talk about my physique. It doesn't. I don't know why. Because he takes his shirt off in his Instagram story. Anyway, anyway. Okay, anyway. I need to check out your Instagram now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see. Anyway, Don doing stuff at Don doing doing stuff. Hey, you're <laughs> see, not shy. No, no, no. Um, I already talked about it on one of the other episodes that I want to release music. Um, I've been writing for ages. I've been like producing for ages and there's so many, there's, a, I've got a catalog of things that haven't been released. And, um, I guess that track that I played on the previous episode called right here will be released on Spotify, iTunes and all of that, uh, all of the, like the streaming platforms. Um, so Is that's video coming soon. <laughs> yes. Courtesy of Black Black <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? No mates raids. No. <laughs> no That's exactly what I was saying. That's what I was, no mates raids. No, no mates, no uh, mates do it. raids. Do it. Um, I guess there's that. But th- th- at the same time, um, because we're talking about fitness, one of my things, one of my goals this year is to be a Krav Maga instructor. So oh. I've been doing it for mm, quite a few years now. Yeah. And yeah, I want, I wanted, I want to be able to teach people how to defend themselves and teach like use that to um you know help people protect themselves and help better their lives through through that skill through cool through craft model it's gonna happen because you spoke it out yeah that's the it the more you speak it out the more it's gonna <laughs> that's happen that's it bro. the more you speak it the more you yeah. preach it all right um all right my turn right i feel like we're in like a little classroom <laughs> your turn mr flores yeah, it's like hey. me, me, me. Yeah, uh, so excuse me i'm gonna say I will. No one. I'm gonna have a studio dedicated to my creative work. 
my own studio that I could put the podcast in, my own studio where I could shoot videos, shoot photos, my own studio where I could record or even edit. So just my own creative space. Yep. So that's what that's my goal that I'm going to speak out in. Hell's well. yeah. Hell's awesome. yeah. Yeah. All right. My goal, totally off the creative uh, line, but my goal is to have a hot mom bod by summer this year. Yay! Yep. So I'm going to have a hot body by the end of this this summer and I've already started. I've already started doing F45 sessions nice. every single day. Nice. Five days back to back. So by summer, I'm going to be walking out there just, yeah. Slay. I'm gonna be hot shit. Slay. <laughs> that's my that's yes, my law of attraction keep, right now. Keep, keep a lookout on that Instagram, guys. The Instagram stories. Oh, don't you worry. That'll You're be, be that'll longer be... than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Once you see our confidence level is that'll be knowing and no. Honestly, She's gonna have a third account. <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be Terry Smith Fitness. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, no, that's a goal. That's a goal of mine, and that's nice. something I'm working on right now. So. Beautiful. Yeah, guys. I love it. All right. So I love it. Everyone, just um, can, can where can they find you? Yeah, sure. Um, so my Instagram accounts are basically Terry underscore Creatives with an S, um, and then it's Terry Smith underscore One for my personal account. So either one, I'll find you. You can find me. So, yep. Yeah, so check that out. Also, and thank you for joining the podcast thank you for having me i was so excited i was telling my family and all i was like hey i'm gonna be on a podcast hey, tonight you went in thank you you went crazy uh, you was weren't good. lying when you said that you were going to be an open book and yeah your journey has been inspirational it has motivated me i'm gonna go home and just work 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 <laughs> probably we'll see i'll probably just fall asleep <laughs> but, I, I, not, but i've been inspired nonetheless. all right but um, thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you. It's, I've it's, really it's, enjoyed it, guys. It's been a... This has been a really good podcast episode. Good like, experience. I've, I've learned so much and been inspired by how you have presented yourself. Thank you. As well as how you've hustled your way to the, where you've been You're now. talking about my Air Force Ones, right? Yeah. Mm. Presentation. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what Air you're Force talking one? about. That's, that's Don Voss stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I own a pair of Air Force Ones. I'm just, I just don't know when to wear them. But you're still wearing them. It's crazy. Yeah, you're honestly. too hip-hop. It's <laughs> so hip-hop. No. But, it's been um, great. Thank you. Thanks again. And um, this is the part of the show. It's called the Cheat Code Stash. Cool. Each of us are going to be nominating a song that we like. Okay. And then we're going to put it on a playlist that we have on Spotify. Nice. So um, we always like to sprung, spring this um <laughs> This thing to the to our guests, but we always start off um, with done doing stuff. Oh, so but for, I don't, before I forget, the cheat code stash. Just search the cheat code stash on Spotify, and every week we always added new three to four songs. Yeah. So done doing stuff. What song did you want to nominate to cheat code stash? Um. Okay. So usually you're playing, um, you know, the chill vibes. When it comes to when it comes to the Chico de Stash, um, the, the chill. I wanted to go chill vibes as well, um, and I heard this on the way over here actually. So I thought this would be a really good uh, song to play for the Chico de Stash. This is a, um, you know what? I'm not going to even, even introduce it. I'm just going to play it. This is "Runaway" by Moonchild. <laughs> introduced it. <laughs> hey, hey. I love how it still has like a little bit of future bass vibes with the synths. Nice. But then it's got that 
that groove pocket, the drums. I dig that. I dig that. I dig. And that was Runaway by Moonchild. Okay, so Terry, did you want to nominate a particular song for the Chico Stash? Are you going to go in your reggae bag or are you going to go with your... You know what? Lately, I've been getting down to a lot of Afro beats. (laughs) And I'm a big, big fan of Afro B. So... I want to dedicate this one to the is it the Chico Chico Stash Chico de Stash Chico de Stash yeah um so it's Joanna the Chico Stash sounds good <laughs> Chico it's it's actually Joanna by Afro B um and this one's dedicated to Chico the Stash and my girls and my girls this one's for my girls which one is it there's like Hey. Oh. <laughs> I see you yeah. dancing over there. <laughs> yeah. Loving Afro beats. Yeah. Yep. Don't make us get up and do our routine. <laughs> you got a routine? <laughs> Nuts. Oh, yep. Hey. I like this a lot. <laughs> Me and my girls own the dance floor when this comes on at the clubs. Shout outs to Joanna right now. All right, Ralph, your turn. All right. I'm going to start calling the fans of Chico as Chicos. 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 And that was was Drogba Joanna by Afro B. All right, nice. so I'm going to go on my chill bag because that's all I listen to. Man, you do you, you do you, man, you do so you. So this is by Amber Mark. It's called What If. Amber Mark. So there you go. Mm. I think it's called What If. I hope it's called What If. Well, this one is What If. Here we go. A, A, A. Oh. Oh. It's like Tony Braxton. Get that vibes. Yeah, Tony Braxton. That, what's that song? Makes yes. me like, yeah. Making me high. Yeah. yeah. Makes me go yeah. high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that song called Makes Me Go High? Yeah. Makes Tony me Braxton. go high. It makes me go real high. It makes me high. <laughs> you know that song? Oh, man. Yeah, now that's cool. I need to get this off you. Mm. Yes. Well, you can find it on Chico the Stash. Oh, I'm going to go to Chico the Stash now. <laughs> I, need to it. I have to update it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I like this a lot. That bass line. Oh, you guys are all up in your chills, eh? Yeah. <laughs> we're in our 30s now, so <laughs> that's all we can listen oh, to. Oh, you know, us in our 21s now. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
And that was What If by Amber Mark. Man, right. what an episode. What an episode. This is going crazy. Like, I really Whew. hope I really hope everyone Whew. got inspired by this episode Whew. because uh, if you haven't, then give all the inspiration to me because I am super inspired. Hell yeah. And I just want to hustle now. I just want to, you know, make some big moves. I've got That's to travel it. the world, do my thing, fly a drone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Thanks again, Thank Terry. Tez Thanks, Terry. For just doing it. Thank you. Thank you for being you. You know. Yeah. Just keep being you, and just keep inspiring. continue inspiring people. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a hard thing to do. No. <laughs> so, any last, any last words you want to say to the chicos out there? The, the chicos. chicos. <laughs> I love it. The chicos. The chicos and the chicas out there. Yeah, just you know, guys, just always keep it creative. That's all I say. Just keep like it creative. It. Keep it unique. Keep it original. Yeah, Do be your think. authentic self. Yeah, I like do it. your authentic thing. I like it. So, yeah. Don, do you have anything to plug? Um, just the usual. You can check me out on dondoingstuff.online. Um, yeah, it's it's got a it's got links to all my socials there. You can check me out there. Hey, and you can find me at rafflores.com if you want anything to do with video services, photography services, or even if you want to make your own podcast, hey, hey, hey. Um, just call like call me. No, you don't have to call me, but um you can email me info at rafflores.com. So shout outs to Tez, shout outs Thanks, to guys. the cheat coders, shout outs to Louise at the producer's producer. Stand. Shout outs to Kara at this couch over there <laughs> 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 shout Thanks. outs to Nats in Amsterdam damn hopefully we'll see him next week but yep. um yeah get inspired everyone create showcase That's do your it. thing and you have listened to another episode of, of the, the Cheat Coders, Coders.